This is Dave Fleming at the Ingenuity Lab. Welcome to another episode of LifeWork, a podcast that explores ideas and insights at the intersection of who you are and what you do. Your life work. Well, imagine that I'm standing in front of you and I have a balloon, a typical birthday balloon in my hand. And I'm, you know, giving it the appropriate slap a couple times, snapping it to get it ready to go. And all of a sudden I start to push some air into it. And it starts to grow a little bit. No big deal, right? You've seen this hundreds of times. But about the time I get to the size that you think the balloon would normally be, I take another breath. And the balloon grows more. And then another. And the balloon grows more. And then another. And now the balloon is so big, you can no longer see my face. And then another. And then another. Can you see that balloon? Now it's two, two and a half sizes bigger than it should be. And I'm going to, I'm going to take another breath and I'm going (laughs) to, have you ever had that experience either yourself blowing a balloon up or watching someone else blow a balloon past what it probably ought to be filled with air and getting nervous, afraid that it was going to explode near you? It's a great metaphor for fear. Fear grows. Left unattended, fear grows. And uh, there's a lot to be fearful of right now in the world with the coronavirus and the unprecedented ways in which we are appropriately taking steps to stop the spread of this virus. It, it, it can, there can be fear attached to it. There's fear because it reminds us that we're frail. Something we can forget during the course of everyday life when things seem to be going, quote, normal, close quote. And then all of a sudden something comes along that can absolutely stop the world. Not stop you, Not stop your neighborhood, not stop your city, not stop your state, not stop your nation, stop the world. And that that has some, you know, that's big. And that can cause us to realize fear. And then all the personal things that are going on in our lives right now. And so... It's so easy to be overcome by fear, overwhelmed by a sense of anxiety. So today, I just want to remind you of two or three actions you can take when you're in fear, when you're feeling fear, and when you're not feeling fear to help manage anxiety and the fear that often overtakes us. You know, some fear is okay. Fear can be a really good thing. Fear of, of stepping out in traffic when cars are coming. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm all over that. I'll take that kind of fear all day long. But then there's a kind of fear that grows, like the balloon, 
around something like the coronavirus? Are you taking all the precautions you can? Are you social distancing and not going to public spaces where there are a lot of people and keeping your head down at the grocery store and getting home and working remotely and washing your hands at least 20 seconds with soap and warm water and sanitizing down counter spaces? Are you doing all that? Then that's all we can really do. That's all we can really do, but the fear can still overtake us. I feel it sometimes just welling up in me. And then I think about my family and other parts of the country and my elderly parents. And, you know, it's just, there's a lot, isn't there? So here are two or three things you can do to manage fear. Number one, I'm going to demonstrate the first one. Instead of using your air in your body, in your lungs, to blow up a balloon, use it to breathe deeply. Breathing deeply is magical. I've really tapped into this at a deeper level in my own life recently and found it to be a tremendous um, reducer of fear and anxiety when I start to feel it come. Just do it right now. Just just do it with me. In with peace. Out with stress. What if you just did that 10 times every hour? It really makes a difference. Breathe. Breathe when you're feeling anxiety or fear. Breathe during the day even when you're not. Slow down and tap the magic of oxygenating your body through deep breathing. So many good things happen when we breathe deeply. The sense of well-being, a sense of calm comes over us. A sense of being able to handle the thing in front of us. Um, the way our body is oxygenate, uh, yeah, I'll say that word. I'm not going to try it again. You know what I mean. All through our body, all the way down, you know, visualizing that air getting all the way down to your toes. Breathe deeply. One of the best things you can do, maybe the best thing you can do, is breathe. And if you meditate, breathe in a mantra. I breathe in gratitude. I breathe out stress or I breathe in gratitude. I give out peace. You know, something like that. Those can be really powerful mantras to help lock in the peace that comes from deep breathing. And then I've already mentioned the second one. Practice gratitude. Practice gratitude. We know how important gratitude is, but it's a good reminder. With so many things, I dare you to look on your phone, look on your news app, turn on the television, and find more than, I don't know, 30 seconds or one uh, news article that isn't about the coronavirus. So we need to find ways to stay connected to gratitude when so much information around us is bombarding us with coronavirus, coronavirus, and all the things that could go wrong. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for um, isolating and social distancing and washing hands. I'm doing all of that. I'm not taking it lightly, but I am saying that we, there's more to life than the coronavirus, 
And we can, at home, in solitude, when we're practicing the distancing that we're doing right now, we can still be grateful for things. We can still smile. We can still appreciate that we can do this. We can still appreciate all that. We get locked in to fear. We get locked into fear. What are you grateful for today? Be grateful. Be grateful for the things in your life, the small things. Be grateful that you can take a breath. Be grateful that you have a place to live. Be grateful that, that there are people right now on the what I call the front lines of the supply chain. That's your grocery store and other stores that are providing basic staples for life. We so take them for granted. But they are the front line of the supply chain, and it becomes very important in these moments uh, for them to do their job. You know, they're facing all the same fears we are. Think of the first responders, medical providers. On we could go with people we should be grateful for in this moment. Being grateful, practicing gratitude reduces fear because it, it flips a switch in our brain from a kind of protection territorialism to a more expansive way of seeing the world. And then finally, that leads right to the third one. And that is, think about other people when you're behaving right now. When you're, when you're about to do something, when you're about to perform an action, think about how it might affect people beyond your own household. Let me give you a, probably the best example right now. Where you live, um, have you run out of toilet paper yet? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, the world has run out of toilet paper. And, and I, I'm going to just go out on a limb here, and you can disagree with this. This was not necessary. We, we didn't need to run out of toilet paper. But this happens when we get into a scarcity panic mode. And I need mine. And I have to have enough to last 10 times longer than I'm going to need. And pretty soon, we're out. And so, regardless of the, that, that particular example and why that one ha- this one happened this time with toilet paper, the larger point here is this. Think about how your actions are going to affect people beyond your own household. You know, next time you're at the store, do you need 72 of those or would two or three do? How is it that my behavior during this time will affect other people? Because fear grows when left unattended. And here's the last thing I want you to appreciate. When I'm afraid and it starts to grow in me, then guess what? It becomes a virus too. And it becomes a virus that spreads fast. And pretty soon, there's global panic. And we've seen that. Now, we've also seen some really smart and very, very intentional ways of trying to stop the spread of this virus. And that's good. That's good. Everything that we're doing, we should be doing. And we should be vigilant. But panic and vigilance are not the same thing. In fact, panic will disable vigilance. 
because I go into that lower part of my brain where I'm just not able to even think straight. Think of other people before, you're, before you do what you're going to do. How will it affect the larger society around you? And maybe that will help you reduce your fear and think of the collective. That's important. Breathe, number one. <sighs> Practice gratitude, maybe while you're breathing, number two. And then finally, have empathy toward other people. And let's see, by practicing these three, what we might be able to do to not only reduce our own fear, but to calm the fears of those around us. This is Dave Fleming at the Ingenuity Lab. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Life Work. <laughs>